0: Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio here in Ventura, California, this is the Strings Unraveled Podcast.
1: Coming from Katie's office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We... Our,
2: our front room is full of yarn right now because we're doing the stash, the great stash swap and uh, if you
0: missed it, where were you? Yeah, I know. No. You got <laughs> we'll, one more We'll day. do it again Sorry. because we got lots of great feedback. Yeah. I think next year, we will it's, it's just going to be something we do in January every yeah. year. Um, like the white sale. You know, like people buy sheets and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Except for reels, people brought their really good yarn. Oh, I'm knitting man. with some of it right now. I'm not, but I
2: have it. <laughs> There's some right above your head on that shelf yeah. right now. Um, Wait, how did you get all that done? It's chunky. It's, people have been <laughs> dropping off things for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I didn't pick it up today. So people brought Wait, their yarn and dropped it off, and then we... We can pick
0: out early. I told you you could pre-shop a little <laughs> bit, Karen.
2: We only did... We did
0: very edited pre-shopping. Yeah. But I the, only took one thing the spirit it of you know. the great um, stash exchange swap is that... You go through your stash, find out what you don't love anymore. What um, doesn't spark joy for you thank anymore? You. I totally <laughs> wanted to make that and be free.
1: That. Set it free. Let it go to someone else's home.
0: And people took us really seriously, and they brought really beautiful yarns. Um, whole sweaters worth. In I'll fact, try- a whole sweater. And, and there is the this, this yeah. spread of things. So if you're listening to us and thinking ahead for next year, there's um, acrylic to delicious, gorgeous silk there's and merino bits and bobs and full sweaters worth. Yeah. Um, so just the whole range of things were brought in. We sorted them by weight and put them out for people to come so and take away with them. Yes. So, this is like I think this part is the challenge here is <laughs> that even if you didn't give, you're invited to come and take take. yeah, because the people who gave now feel free and fancy because they like are they've been made light, of they're unfettered all this stuff. by their
1: old choices, yes. and now they can make fresh choices, yes. yeah, or for some people they can enjoy what did we say the uh the sweet what was the word something of space whatever oh the sweet silence the space? sweet si- it,
2: it not silence quiet but, you well, said yarn, it doesn't so make, nicely yarn doesn't earlier. make
0: noise. Well, know, not piece, good yarn.
2: Did you say peace? You said it, it really nicely. We said a lot of great things before we yeah. pressed record today. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll recapture
0: them. So <laughs> yeah. the the idea is that you come and take away, and then we're going to donate somewhere everything um, that was that's left nice. over. Um, but so it really, it all gets
1: to go to a new ha- a good home. Yeah, mm-hmm. with it's people f- who will love it and appreciate
0: it. Yeah. It's a free free economy kind of yes. event. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of people came and delivered gorgeous things and there's you know hopefully Sunday people will clear gorgeous. us out yeah um and then we'll do it again next year which is yeah. why I wanted to talk about the concept at length there for a
2: moment <laughs> so we're in my office because there's no room to record a, our table where we normally she do this all the time you have it's, comfy couches yeah, yeah that's true that's true we'd love feedback if it sounds different I guess it might sound different it's a smaller room so yeah. we'll see um, do you hear the
0: tap 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 yeah needles so let us begin what are you working on and oh <laughs> um i was looking at karen katie got me um <laughs> i am making my first car beth sweater i have committed to um finishing things that i have started most particularly sweaters are at the top of the list i mentioned in the past that i had a nine sweater long list of these sweaters i had yarn for already and wanted to make next So then I was like, but what about all these unfinished sweaters that don't have sleeves and are real close to being done or somewhere in their progress. So I'm trying my best to complete those things. So I started the new year
2: with, you finished your self faded sweater. I did. Yeah. I wanted
0: wanted to show up here and say that I had finished two things out of my four project bags I shared, but I only finished one. And (laughs) then the next one is, (laughs) um, it's queued up. It's the, that black and Navy sweater. I described, um, Mm -hmm. But just too many things because while I was finishing sweaters, I was was like, "Good job!" and pat, pat on the back. I'll start two more chunky sweaters. (laughs) (laughs) So I also have the rug sweater. Who just look for the the pattern? It's the rug. It's rug sweater. R U G? And I can't remember the designer's name. It's Junko something. Look for rug sweater on um Ravelry. I was looking on Instagram one morning and I saw all these cool rug sweaters, and I was like, how did I never notice this sweater? There's like 400 people who tagged it. Um, and then I saw that I already had it in my rivalry library. <laughs> so I pieced together yarn to make it, and I'm delighted by the results. Um, and then I started a Carbeth because I stole some of my yarn for Carbeth to put into the rug sweater, so then I was like, well, I need to know how much, how far I'm going to go and how I'm going to fix my stash stealing um, to this sweater. So now I'm making two new sweaters while I have 10 others I have to finish. (laughs) But that's my goal for the year. I am doing something that I was never comfortable doing working in a yarn store, which I'm on a yarn diet.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to try real hard to not really buy any yarn this year. Now a diet means like slow and measured and feed yourself in a healthy way. (laughs) (laughs) you're not starving yourself no I'm not fasting Um, I'm not having yarn anorexia I am going to yarn anorexia that sounds horrible well probably not a good turn of phrase anyway (laughs) but anyway I am (laughs) going to try really hard not to buy any new yarn so um, that is my goal for this year is to finish up started projects go through my stash as much as possible and um, I just finish stuff
2: so that Carbeth sweater comes as a pullover or a cardigan, right? Yes. And you're making the pullover version? I'm making the
0: pullover. And tonight, I am, once I get
2: this, I'm on the, the top, the neckline.
0: So tonight when I finish it, I'm going to immediately start the sleeves for the cardigan. Nice. <laughs> Which I bought the cardigan prop pattern um, after careful consideration because um, she has some really cool looking technique for her buttonholes. because. I don't really think I needed to buy the pattern, though, because how hard is it to make this a (laughs) cardigan? But support designers you like. (laughs) Support designers you like. And I really looked at all the techniques to see if there's anything different. And I'm very excited about the way she uses the I-cord bind off to make um, buttonholes as you go. And I think I already bind off my ribbing on sweaters with an I-cord bind off, a la Funky Grandpa, where you go around the corner. It's beautiful. Look it up. So if I could add a cool buttonhole technique to that, I think that's how all of my sweaters will be finished from here on out. I-cord buttonholes sound very exciting. Yes, I, I love all I-cord things.
1: I-cord I buttonholes, they are fun. Yeah,
0: I've done like a toggle, like the Elizabeth Zimmerman toggle thing, and this looks related, hmm. but I thought, why not invest in it? Um, cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm making the pullover, and the cardigan gets started tonight, I hope. Um, <clears throat> I did finish So Faded. I also finished a green sweater, whose name I don't remember. It's cream <laughs> with green stripes. Maybe oh. someday I'll tell you the name of the pattern. Um, And I finished a third thing. Oh, an improvised big, huge chunky sweater. Cool. Karen, what are you making?
1: I'm in design mode. Although, I, I, well, I'll well, i tell you in a minute, but I, I, I had to chuckle when you said I worked out of my You know my mystery project bag. I'm like, those two project bags are still sitting under my desk. Those two project bags are directly behind you, and I haven't touched them since we recorded. Well, I
0: think I think about them
1: every time I'm sitting at my desk using a sewing machine, and my feet kick the bags (laughs) because they're in my way.
0: Well, I I put them there because
1: I really I'm not gonna do anything with it. That's just become stash for some future something else.
0: Katie looked at my project while I was describing it, and just like really heartfully said. I wanna see
2: you finish that or something like that. <laughs> Probably. I was like I think it was your so faded because yeah. I love your colour so yeah. much that it made me sad to mm-hmm. see it not finished. I wore it Aww. last week and I, I was really happy it. with it.
0: Um I'll wear it again. I am very happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Yeah, well I'm in <laughs> <carry> on, desi- <laughs> I'm in design mode right now.
1: I I went from being a I don't know if I like brioche to I really like half brioche to I love brioche, <laughs> so uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll I will by, by the time this comes out, I will have sent in my submission to Knit Scene. They have a issue called Accents that's going to be coming up, and I'm working. I I'm taking working out of my Japanese knitting stitch Bible, which does not have brioche in it, and I'm tra- I'm just adjusting. A, uh, rib pattern and making it brioche and it has it's like ribbing with twists and cables but I'm and I'm not doing faux cables like I guess sometimes when you do brioche you make you have that look of a cable but it's just it increases decreases and decreases and this one I'm my stitch count is not changing um, but I'm actually using a cable needle and on the pearl rose uh, with my main color I'm I'm doing my cable and kind of, anyway, it's pretty fun. It's not exactly reversible, though the backside has a really interesting look to it. And my swatch is like huge. It's like 20 inches wide because I'm making this really ginormous, chunky um, blanket. And so for my swatch is not blanket size, maybe baby blanket size, at least width wise um, on 15s. So, I grabbed some yarn because at first I did go stash shopping, but they didn't have anything in the colors I want or in the size. <laughs> and so, one more chink in my, I will not buy cheap yarn, you know, I won't, I won't go to a non-yarn shop and get yarn. Sure, I went to Joanne's at t- 10 minutes before closing. They love that. <laughs> I was quick. I had fabric. I knew what I wanted because I, po- I made pockets appear and it... In a hoodie that was not intended for pockets, I'm proud of myself on how I made that. That's for another topic. And I, I did. I will say, I saw the red heart and I kept on walking. I will not do. It. But this is an acrylic alpaca blend, and um, it's like 30% alpaca. I'm kind of impressed with colors. the amount. It, yeah, it's a just a pink and gray. Um, not really the colors of the uh, of the call out for submission but close enough they do call for a pink a hot pink but they didn't have one and they call for a neutral like an oatmeal so the best i could do is gray but so that color combo is very popular these days it's very soft and romantic and it could be for a baby or it could just be for well, your giant throw for and your... you know that when
0: you do a submission that
1: they're going to change the colors they, anyway yeah, yeah i mean they're going to change the colors they're going to change the yarn. Um, i have to come up with submit with yarn that i think they might have but they have i don't know if you know but magazines they have deals with where they can get yarn better with some companies and Mm -hmm. so they promote some yarn companies because it also has to be that the masses of people doing that craft have to be able to have avail availability this is why you don't see too many indie dyers in magazines and because the amount of mass quantity of yarn that they have to come up with because once a magazine you know what it is you see something in a magazine and you want that you want it in that color and so you go to them and they go they have an Etsy shop and you're like three things of yarn how are you not prepared <laughs>
2: <laughs> So,
1: um, yeah so that's what I'm doing I'm designing and uh, I've got my notebooks, not that I'm going to do it. And I even have my book closed because i become familiar enough with this pattern just since last night when I
2: made it up. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Um, I am working on a sweater with yarn that I snagged out of the donations from the Stash Pop. <laughs> I also put something in so I felt like it was okay because this was like a really good find in the stash swap. Um, what is maybe? that yarn? It's, so it's okay. pretty. You can just take. Even if <laughs> I <it>. felt bad. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm knitting a sweater called Caramel Latte. Um, the color fits it. Oh. It's um, hold on. I'm trying to get this picture to the Anyway. Um, it was designed for the this yarn that I found specifically and it's Madeline Tosh. Chunky, Ooh. um, and it's this colorway. I think it's called parchment, and it's like, uh, beige and tan Carble. and gray and, and gray. neutral colors, which is not something I'm normally drawn to. But yeah, I couldn't pass it up when I
0: saw it. So it's so pretty. And then somebody said after you, because you had already said you weren't sure about that being color you choose. Mm-hmm. Somebody saw you working on it today. Oh and they yeah, were like, those are your colors. And I was like, well, <laughs> okay. okay, but. To be if fair, you say so.
1: you're wearing an oyster-colored sweater. That's true. And you have gold and brown and like a golden oak, like an ochre. Yeah. You have those colors right now that you're wearing. Yeah. It just so happens.
0: But do you ever find yourself like in a color, like you're living your own color story? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this is your color story right now. Apparently. Really. I did not know that I was drawn to neutrals. I would not I have described myself have two, that way. I have two color
1: stories. I've got gray, brown... You know, more beige, neutral, and then I have blues, more blues, some greens,
0: some teals, which yeah, are you... not the same as blues,
1: but they may think you're. blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's a co- that is the color story I like to assign to because you're, you're like when you're giving, you like, what this person's color Karen story. Karen likes blue and green. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dang it! I'm settled in on the couch. So I, you are also working... Like, did I show you more what than I,
0: what you're actually holding when you are at? What else are you, working on? So are you okay. working on? Okay, okay,
1: okay. I am working on this wonderful oh, I sweater. Get I can I <laughs> gotta get up. I'll get up when it's not my turn. Um, It's called Rime, R-I-M-E, by Angstrick. And it's a really interesting... It's a sweater, v-neck, really interesting construction. You cast on, and you're doing the short rows, and you work on the back, and you... You'll work it down to the um, underarms, or to the armholes, in a solid color. Um, And then you pick up stitches along the shoulder, but you're doing it intentionally so that the cast on edge shows. So you did, there's a special, you do a cast on that has like a chain stitch, or you didn't even have to have a chain stitch, but you want that seam to show because That top of the shoulder is really not the top of the shoulder. It actually comes down toward the front a little bit. And so it's a little bit of color block work. And since I have this really awesome Christmas gift from a really great friend. I didn't
0: mean to turn it over. Are you centering? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yes I am. New thing Anyway, um, so, but it was perfect because I got this one skein of really tonal aqua teal and it's gorgeous. It's got so many beautiful... Tone such tonality. And then,
0: see, I <laughs> like oh, a dictionary. That's, a, that's beautiful. That's prettier than the yarn.
1: <laughs> and then the, the uh, multicolored has bits of like a chocolate brownish black, but then it's got some
0: creamy silver and it's got, well, the oh, colors wow, I used were so, stuff. Like in talking about color stories, um, I made this. I dyed some yarn to give as Christmas presents to three of my favorite fiber people. I get so to be one! Yay! I assign yellow to Katie. Yes, yes please. <laughs> I assign turquoise and teal to Karen. Um, and then Lois and I like similar things, so I had burgundy actually in mind for her, mm. and then I had this rich forest green for myself um and so i took those four colors and used them as your main focus of the your set of yarn and then i did um speckles of the whatever your color wasn't got speckled on top of it got but it if you <laughs> ever use the cabernet color of dharma's acid dyes use a very light hand with it, yeah. <laughs> because forever I will probably be rinsing cabaret <laughs> color dye out of that set of yarn. And so I... Um, the faucet's still a little I, I'm happy that... Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy that the green turned out really beautifully and that Lois also likes a green. Because <laughs> I could not give any of you the My cabaret color. <laughs> well, that happened accidentally, but really beautifully. <laughs>
1: a happy accident.
0: I really, really now understand better when Indie Dyers are like,
2: it's an adventure which you will like make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. See? Okay. Y'all can't see this. I wish
1: they had vision, but
2: You could post a picture of it it on your Instagram. Follow Karen at... I'm totally totally gonna do that. (laughs) What's your follow? Knit Spinner
0: 805.
1: Spinner 805.
2: 805. One word. 805. Eight oh five. like you said eight eight eight. Five. Yes. Eight five. Eight five. Eight zero five. five. I'll make Karen post a picture of her sweater. Yes. it's so pretty. That's Karen. really I'm cool. I still in the
0: first. I can't game. believe it's knitting up so pretty. It <laughs> is. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Isn't it's gorgeous. It
0: gorgeous.
1: Okay, so this particular this ball started off dark and uh-huh. it's gradually going lighter and. She knows how I like gradients, and I saw that her skeins were each she slightly different. She tried noticed. to yeah. She tried, and it must have been successful because I no. saw it. It was very subtle. I haven't figured but out what I'm going to make with mine yet.
2: I like this. I, th- I saw it. I don't know if I know this pattern. Rhyme,
1: R-I-M-E. Seriously. I was, it was, I was a also thinking
0: of taking the solid and making, like, a camisole and then making like Ooh, a twin like set. like a twin kind of thing. set.
2: That would be cool.
0: But I haven't found a pattern that is yardage conducive to that mm-hmm. plan, So Okay,
1: so in my uh Stitching in the Stacks book that I contributed to, there is a different kind of twin set. Now, that one was based on famous librarians, yeah. right? And there is a twin set based on Batgirl <laughs> because she was a librarian. Okay. Okay, so it's a kind of a tank, uh-huh. but instead of having like a little cardigan to go with it, it's a shawl.
0: Oh, that's cute. It's kind
1: of a lacy shawl, but mm. kind of like a little capelet. Like a ca- oh, it's a little
0: little capelet because oh, she's that girl. Cute. Yes, well, so like, I'll have to. You should pull that off my shelf. I like knowing about that. I don't know if it'll be a good fit for this yard, <laughs> <laughs> but I like knowing that that exists.
1: Yeah, it might have more lace going on in it, for but the, yarn, you know, yeah. I should pull that one out because that would be. I, I need to pull out some of my books. I always forget about you know you looking you find, in your books. Yeah, you've got and... books, and what do I do when I look on Ravelry? Now, yep. if I'm smart, I will put my books in my Ravelry library. I think that's yep. probably you don't. In our both okay. getting ready to <laughs> recommend. You don't get. To... Did you know that you could put your books in there? My... No. <laughs> it doesn't put the patterns from that book. It does. But no, no, no. It must. Only if you got the books as a PDF. Oh really? I have a hard. It'll cover tell you
2: you own that pattern. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> It'll tell you that you own yes. that pattern, yes. but it, it, if it's in a book, you have to go find your actual book. But you don't still, get access to the no, no, digital oh, version yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: Like if I'm searching my, if library, I search my library, that pattern will come up. It will
1: remind me, oh yeah, you have this twin set mm-hmm. in your uh, this book that you have. Yeah. So, get off your button and go get the show. Oh, and be specific like, well, it's specifically said that? Well, it does to me. Because <laughs> it knows that I'm lo- I'll be like, oh, it's in a book. I don't want to go over there. I think I'll... What else is on Ravelry that I can instant gratification get now? You know, there's
0: a good... I would do the same. There's a good radio lab um, that was played this week. You never know when they were actually, like, put out. But it's about... Part of... One of the stories they tell is about Facebook refining the language... To ask you how to get someone to take down a picture of you that you don't like or that you have reported. Yeah. Was, you're going to say, you're not going to say, oh, I would be rude about it. I'd be like, well, it was very interesting. In I mean, I don't need to do their story here, but, but yeah. I guess they like started with a blank text box. No one used it. Yeah. And then they started playing with language and like, would you please or would you be willing to like things like that had different response rates that were signif- statistically significant. And they spend a lot of time, but it's also tied to like Facebook experiment, doing emotional experiments. On. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was an interesting story to listen to. Um, it
1: was, yeah, it's it true. I don't want to make myself a guinea pig for. So it's Facebook. fascinating that
0: Ravelry has this custom message to you when you search for pattern. Get off your butt, Karen, okay. and go look for your book. <laughs>
1: okay. The. Uh, the, the autistic <laughs> side of me is looking at you like you know I was joking right I, do <laughs> Cause no I really joking. don't know if you know if I was joking because at the time I don't I know when others are joking,
2: joking yes. was, okay. I'm joking with you although that seems like the sort of thing that Ravelry would have like the option to turn on, like, the snarky option oh. where Ravelry was, like, a little bit rude to you? It feels like the yes. sort of thing that Ravelry like the, could implement.
0: Like the sassy 50s waitress?
2: Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah.
0: Casey, are okay. you so, Okay, so... He's, he's not listening. He's not listening.
1: <laughs> a couple years ago, there was... You know how some people use different apps with reminder systems as motivators to get tasks done? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one app that, that a lot of people were raving about, said it was really great, and it wasn't the Time to go do your task, kind of. It was more of a, get off your fat, lazy butt and go do your task. <laughs> yeah. But people liked that. They responded better to that because it was a, I'm not going to try to hold your hand and be your mother. I'm going to be the the mom that says, well, you're going to be me. Yeah, I said, <laughs> my kids are gonna what say, kind
0: of mom am I? I'm not my, that first one.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. My kids will tell you I was the, why are you still in bed? I tried to get you up, you know. No, I was not the... I, <laughs> I'm not the hold your hand and kiss your
0: boo-boo kind of mom. I'm more of a, I'm telling you what you're supposed to do and just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Can I tell you guys real quick about something that I think I might try in a short time on this bind off Mm.
1: that someone
0: told me about this week? Um, Well,
1: if you say it, you'll have to do it because now it'll be permanently on on the air. Well, I'm scared to do it.
0: Um, I'll hold your hand then. Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Mom. (laughs) Karen's such a nice mom. I'm not. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, she didn't promise to hold my hand, so I won't hold her to it. Uh, So, someone shared with me a tip that they recently learned at a workshop. To do Jenny's surprisingly stretchy Mm bind-off with a way smaller needle. Why? Yeah. Why? Because you, you end up with, like, stretchier results like, tidier and stretchier results. That's
2: fascinating. And so, like, my
0: reaction when I was told that, when I was, like, sh- this was shared with me, I was like, right. Because my reaction when it's like, just change your needle and use the, like, oh, you cast on too tight? Use a bigger needle. My reaction is, learn to cast on better. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a hundred thousand ways to cast on. Learn the one that's right for what you want and learn how to do it right. Karen wants to say something. <laughs> So now I'm scared of like this idea. Well, of using what's the it.
2: worst that can happen? You have to take it out and redo Nothing. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the
0: worst thing that can happen. Oh no, I have to do okay. it over If this was a customer, we'd say it's okay.
1: It's just a bind off. We it's can just John. take we can yeah. just take out the bind off. <clears throat> okay, Jenny. But I want to be a surprisingly done now. stretchy bind off. Oh. I don't know that one. Everyone
2: asked me to do that one. I like,
0: know. It's a toe up sock thing. <laughs> I never had to learn it, so I don't. So you just bound, you just bound off, right? When no, because you, you do a lot of toe-up socks. Yeah. So what do I do? I
1: bind off in pattern. Yeah. So
0: you are a good. We'll see that. I actually, or
1: if it's tight, I take it out and go up a needle size, or it depending on the kind of edge I want. I do this kind of. I don't even know if I. I don't even know how to do her thing. Everyone talks about it. I don't. I just do this yarn over type bind off where you. You knit a stitch. You bring the yarn forward. You knit the second stitch, so it creates a yarn over. You pass the yarn over and the first stitch over. I think the that other. you're
2: doing, Jenny's surprisingly. You find
1: is that, that
0: is Jenny's surprisingly. Yeah. When you find out. you
2: process a knit sure
1: by doing a reverse was... yarn over,
2: you process oh, a purl no. by doing a regular yarn oh, over. Oh no, I just
1: do the same yarn oh. over, and that might be why I get a slightly different result. Probably. So that is it. I just I never I was too lazy to look it up myself. And I didn't Excuse want our customers me. to have to wait while I try to do
0: that. I'll show you so. parents very easy.
1: <laughs> You hold my hand? Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm I, hand-holding. Let's wash our hands first, I'm though, before we hold our hands.
0: that you revealed that, and I'm really proud of you for sharing that. That, should be a fa- <laughs> that would be a fascinating, po-
2: like, topic, is, like, your knitting a- confessions. <laughs> there <laughs> was a da thing da da. going around, like, last Ooh. year that was, like, hashtag my knit truth, and it was, I think Stephen West started it, and it was, like, my knit truth is that I... You know, I don't swatch for sweaters or, you know, your, your revelations or whatever. <laughs> what is it? Ever
1: I never or? No, oh, never I have, have I ever. ever never ever, ever never have I ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> With knitting. I'm going to write that down so mm. we don't forget <laughs> that, that that's, that's a fire very good. <laughs> never have
0: I ever. Knitting, knitting confessions. confessions. And knit, never have I ever. There is a list going around of like 20 something things. And it's, and it is like a, I have never done this list. And I, there were only two on there that I hadn't done. I don't remember what they are right now.
2: I have Ooh. another question. I
1: want to find it. What is make nine, the make nine thing? Is
2: that nine things, you just that, choose nine yeah, things make, that you're interested in making for the year? That uh, maybe so are
0: you, challenges or just that you're interested as in As soon as I make the list, I've lost interest. Yeah, I know. Well,
1: I'm like, yeah. it's, it's a New Year's resolution. As soon as I do it, I feel the pressure and I, nope. Yeah, do I
0: have a list. In my brain. It, and that's my sweater list right now. But oh, it's so subject be, to change. Because I have migraines, <laughs> what... I won't ever remember Oh no I make a real list I, have- I love lists I like to start a list I With something like- I already did though I do like
1: lists so I check can, it right off Yeah up. it's so satisfying I do love making lists And checking yeah. things But box- there is a problem
0: well, You have to have boxes there, I'm okay no box I like the line through or <laughs> the scribble scrabble. Or sometimes I do a check I love it. If a good I've che- started it And then a line through When it's fully complete You should see my desk <laughs> 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 Like it's insane During the work day I sound far more organized than anyone would
1: ever believe if they saw my office. Um, what is that? In a my tidy head.
0: desk is a sign of a boring mind or whatever. What is that? Then I'm Einstein
2: fascinating. Cloak? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a I riveting, I'm a riveting individual. Um, You're all sitting in my office, right? <laughs> this seems fine. You've seen it worse, though? Yes. Um, we're all okay, really fascinating Okay, I, I will
1: tell you, okay, never have I ever. No, true <laughs> confessions. I always feel a little better when I'm like, oh, Katie's not as perfect. She <laughs>
2: makes oh <my> like, <laughs> it.
1: She makes it. She's. It's like when Katie's late oh. on something, but she's never, ever, ever late. When there's a deadline, uh, I, I want to be Katie, but then I'm like, I can't be Katie. Just I just have Karen. to be me. Yeah, I- Karen's late. That's who Karen there is. are many
2: Karen. wonderful things about Karen that I would like to implement yeah. in Katie, you know? Yes. Just like, that's why we work well together. Yeah. We do. We balance Everybody each other. has their own strengths. Yeah. Mine is not in keeping things tidy, <laughs> but that's fine because I can close my door. Here's subject we're not going to do,
0: the wait. things we can all be better at. Yeah. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. <laughs> okay.
2: But
1: there's levels of tidy and there's levels of untidy. And your level of
0: untidy is so much tidier than mine.
2: You, know, you don't live in my house. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is, oh, that's true. We yeah, were having an earlier conversation that of, true. do you think your mom is beautiful? or? And I, this is, feels like this. Like, you don't want to know what the other person is <laughs> Because maybe they really do afford- think like you think.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't no. that be awful? It's better. I'd rather, I'd rather go on through life blissfully thinking that people think better of me than I think of myself than to feel like they might think of me the way I see me. So,
0: and that's think, all we're saying about that. Yeah, I imagine that we each hold a higher opinion of each other than oh, we hold yeah. of ourselves. Probably. Oh, yes, yeah. I hold you well, both in very okay. high esteem.
1: <laughs> because, honestly, if we thought better, if we, if it was the
0: opposite.
1: And we don't oh, my
0: God. <laughs> we wouldn't be friends. We wouldn't be sitting here right now, first of all. <laughs> and, oh, no, no. Oh. I'd rather. I'd be really hard to be around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, blessed humility. <laughs> right, exactly. We um, get into each other's way. We're so humble. <laughs> it's
1: a, kidding. Um, kidding. Just kidding.
2: Okay. Um, I have up. another um, thing Be- that I'm working on that I want to talk about, which is. Ooh. my segue. I have a segue <gasps> into Ooh. our next conversation. Ooh. A segue? Yeah. Like, did you write it from the parking lot? Yes, Karen.
1: <laughs> I'm you, literal. If you haven't, you tour, I rode my Segway
2: all the way from Fillmore this morning. <laughs> if you haven't that's met me, chilly. I'm literal. <laughs> okay, this is a totally different story. It but took her five I hours. used to have... No, okay, let me tell you the story. I used to have this small scooter, which went max 20 miles an hour, and I rode it around Fillmore, which of 20 course. miles an hour is perfect for Fillmore. Yes. People go in golf carts in Fillmore. Okay. Which is so, a different story. I owned yeah. this scooter. Yeah. <laughs> scooter. Then I needed a real car to get to work. So I sold my scooter on Craigslist. This man from Los Angeles came with his friend and picked up the scooter, got on it, and rode away. And I still don't know if he ever made it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean they didn't like go in a car? He literally he, rode it down the street? I, if
2: I remember correctly. He and his friends showed up in a car, not something that you could put the scooter into. Okay, you can't go on any freeway on this thing. It's only rated to go <laughs> on like, and okay. like you... it max goes maybe thirty miles it's an hour. You realize LA that it, if you look up, if
1: you look up, if you Google scooter, you're gonna get a gazillion different images of different kinds. This there's... was a
2: Honda Metropolitan, which like is a Vespa very small. Kind of. Yes, Aww. scooter. Okay, because there's so the cute. mobility
1: scooter. No, this there's is a... the there's the motorized
2: like foot pedal scooter <laughs> he just My got business. on it and left <laughs> well you could take he's probably still trying to get home
0: well what is the His surface will there be I'm a sure surface he... street
2: that I would don't know that direction
0: 126 i don't think there is the one going that Cause direction. cuz you can get on the old road after you've done after, been on the 126, then you can take the old road almost all the way into the valley. No,
1: there is a way to. Okay, there is a way. There is well, some you take the road, road, that, road and then... there is they, a side. Think, yeah, there is a side road like Guyberson or something yeah. that goes almost to that goes all the way to Magic Mountain. Wow.
2: Really? Well, maybe that's so the, way. Maybe the only reason
1: I. The only reason I know that is because before we lived out here, when I had only one adorable toddler, <laughs> and the road. Between, from, between L.A. and and Fillmore had not been fixed. So it was still called Death Alley mm-hmm. because it was a one-way road. It was one lane each way, really tight curves. And because it was the no-man's land between counties, if you had an accident, the two counties would be arguing over who had to send the fi- the ambulance, and a lot of people died while they were arguing. Oh, so it was, I mean part of the reason the 126 is filmed uh, fixed fun fact is because people like the law firm I worked for um, had a state class a- participate in a state class action to get the road changed. Well, it is safer for everyone. That's awesome there you go. okay but before it was fixed and when back when we used to get rain a little more regularly and the road would wash out, everybody going toward Ventura, which my husband worked at a radio station out here, from Valencia, had to be in the uh, the other side road, which was even smaller than the one lane, mm-hmm. going all the way into. I think it hit Guyverson in Fillmore, and then it rerouted. After
0: that, mm-hmm. but yeah. So maybe that's. So what maybe I'll there that. is a way. <laughs> yeah, because I because from Santa Clarita, you can take the old yeah. road, and then you can get into the valley at Olive, and then go. Mm-hmm. It's long Long road to Tipperary that way. <laughs> now,
1: since they've been changing the end of the 126 going into the 5, oh, where you cannot so go... so weird. Where it's real can, bad. It's weird. You can't go into that leisure village... Not leisure village. The, the village <laughs> at something pla- the different. The trailer. The but trailer but thing. Camper, drink. whatever so it, it. They may have changed that You road. can
0: go under... And access the 126 almost mm, from the same place you used to. Weird. This is fascinating, isn't
1: it? <laughs> the
2: roads, the roads. Okay. <laughs> so let's get back so to. So the let me get talk. on my segue.
1: This is so weird. Sorry, did you I, take <laughs> up, I I I can't get out the image of you on the on my Segway. <laughs>
2: I could take uh, South Mountain to the 7th Street Bridge and then I could get on telephone and take telephone all the way into Ventura. That's how I would get here on my segue. Who needs
1: GPS? (laughs) We're local.
0: To okay, so the I, have this-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have another project that I'm working on. Okay. Right. So I'm working on more. this uh, pullover, like and I'm also working on a pair of socks. Um, no. oh, oh, I've been watching yes. those. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I have those in my
0: bag. Yes. So
2: these
1: are... Mm-hmm. Name the designer, because she is yes. a wonderful designer. I'm so glad to newly know her.
2: Her Instagram handle is Dawn... Hold on, I don't want to get her oh, wrong. Let me look it wrong. Landix. Yeah, I think it's Dawn, Dawn Landix. And her pattern is called the Kia Socks, which I have Mm -hmm. it right here so I can tell you what her actual name is. Uh, Dawn Henderson. Kia Socks, K-I-A, like the car. I asked her how to pronounce it because I wasn't sure. Um, And they are a simple pair of socks with a little knit pearl pattern. Um, And she's doing a knit along right now on Mm -hmm. her, on Instagram. It'll probably still be going, so and she said it's basically indefinite. So <laughs> knit the socks. You pick up the socks in the yes. knit I have finished one and I cast on the second one. Karen <gasps> is also working on them. Um, I think I got and... a theme going on here with pink and grey. Oh yeah, it matches true. Sometimes project. you're in a color story.
1: <laughs> it is.
2: This is space cadet, yeah. So the pattern is a knit and pearl pattern and the way that the purl stitches line up is they sort of look like equal signs. Um and her notes in the pattern say this pattern was directly inspired by conversations within the online knitting community involving race diversity inclusion and representation amongst knitters it serves as a gentle reminder that we all deserve to be heard to be seen to feel safe and to be treated well in this space peace and happy knitting so it's a free pattern you can go and download it um i've also um You can download the pattern for free on Ravelry, Kia Socks. Um, But there was this whole conversation sparked in the knitting community, primarily on Instagram. Um, I've also seen it on Ravelry. Um, I think on the main homepage of Ravelry, Casey posted something about it. So if you were interested, you could go and look into it. There's there's a a dialogue going on, a whole thread, yeah. Basically, there was, I'm not going to talk so much about how it all blew up and how it got started but
0: because there's been a million inciting incidents probably
2: probably so there's been a recent discussion about inclusion and diversity in the knitting community Um, basically there are people of color um, black indigenous people of color saying that they felt somewhat discriminated against in the knitting community and so our topic for today is we're going to talk about this a little bit and it's maybe a little uncomfortable to talk about, and it's maybe also a little uncomfortable to listen and learn about. But it's I think it's important, That's very important. Um, that if you are uncomfortable, maybe sit with your discomfort and think about why you're uncomfortable. Um, so people have been, um, you know, I wrote something down. I'm just going to read yes, what I wrote down please, please do, <laughs> so I can stay on topic. Well. Um so this happened about 2 weeks ago this all got started and that's when I went and I wrote down um I wanted to talk for a moment about the issues of diversity and inclusion that have been brought to light. Um so if you haven't seen anything, there has been a lot of talk about racism and white privilege specifically in the knitting community. Um if you are like me you may not have realized that this was a problem at all and the reason why i didn't know it was a problem is because i was privileged enough to not have it affected me to not have it um have been affected by it mm-hmm. um i didn't notice that there was a dispar- disparity of white people versus people of color in the knitting community um and you could be thinking you know, I'm not racist, so it doesn't apply to me. I'm not one of the bad people. I'm a nice person. Or you could also be thinking like, hey, I just came here to listen to talk about knitting or I'm just here for the knitting. I'm not here to talk about a you know political discussion or anything. Um, the point is that there are people of color struggling to make themselves seen as designers, yarn makers and dyers and knitters, crocheters. Um, they're trying to get the recognition and attention that they deserve. They may be trying to support their families. They may have Etsy shops that they maintain just for fun. They may be trying to break into the design world and get published in magazines, um, or make it into like the top popular patterns on Ravelry. Um, so we can stop and think for a moment. And I want you to stop and think for a moment, um, about the number of knitting designers or your favorite knitting designers that you can name off the top of your head. And most likely... How many of those people are people of color? Most likely they're probably a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, the disparity is so great that you can't ignore that it exists at all. You can go on the main page of Ravelry and you can look at like the top most popular patterns and they were either probably designed by a white person or modeled by a white person in the mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to talk about the knitting community. That's a term that we like to use We all love to be part of the knitting community. We love the knitting community because it's so positive and welcoming. Um, And not for everyone. It's members, so that's what this is. It's members of our community, um, helping to bring to light issues in the community so that we can make it a better place for everybody in it. If you wanna be part of the knitting community, you have to be a responsible community member. Recognize that when you aren't, recognize when you aren't being a good neighbor or what you can do to become a better neighbor Listen to others. Hold your friends accountable for their wrongdoings. Work together, grow together, and make each other better. The people who have done the work to bring this issue to attention are doing just that, being responsible community members. They have taken their time and put in lots of emotional labor to inform the community of a problem that they're facing. And we should respect, appreciate, and thank them for trying to make us all better. So take an active role in trying to make this problem go away. Do your part. You can change your feed on Instagram. You can follow more people that don't look like you, because chances are you're going to find some amazing people that are super mm-hmm. inspiring that you might not already know of. Um, you can buy publications and magazines and books that are more inclusive that maybe feature more designers and models who are people of color. Um, you can buy yarn on Etsy or wherever you buy yarn. Um, Etsy shops that are run by people of color. Um. And for me, this whole conversation is about love. We love to knit. We love knitters. We love crocheters. We love the people in our community. We love yarn. So we can try and be better about spreading and sharing the love. And we can share the love by showing the people who are not feeling it a little bit more. Um, I heard somebody say, I wish I could remember who it was, um, That They're not here, you know, we're not here to ruin the party, you know, we're here to talk about knitting You maybe just came because you wanted to talk about knitting. We're not here to ruin the party We're here to make it a better party where more people can participate and more people can have fun. So that is what I wrote down Um, We're gonna talk a little bit about um, some of our experiences and maybe what we are Doing to better ourselves and to help the community a little bit Um, Anybody have something they want to share? Well, I mean, I came to
0: this evening with the knowledge that I have a lot of work to do, so um, I think all three of us are at different places with, um, is it Layla Saeed? Saeed? Yeah, Layla uh, Saeed, S-A-A-D. Yeah um she has graciously put out in the world um a me free. and my and white is it me and my white supremacy? me and white supremacy me and white supremacy workbook. workbook um and it's free it's free it's a a real work
2: of like a, labor of yes, love right yeah. <laughs> I mean, and
1: it's not something you're just going to flip through check a few boxes and be done with it's yeah stuff you to work on it's checking
0: so continue yeah. what you were going to say it's it's a it's a many week process to yep. work through it to get yeah. to get the ball rolling Because yeah. i think if we're all gonna like acknowledge or work towards acknowledging what's real and what's really going on beyond our awareness and point of view
2: then this is going to be a lifelong journey. Yeah. She said I st- I've started the workbook um and she says it's a 28-day basically. You don't have to do it in 28 days, but it's 28 parts um challenge that you can do in a month or you can spread it out, take the time you need to do it. Um and she suggests that you revisit it maybe once a year because you're going to go through it once and you're going to learn things and then you're going to go out into the world and experience um, having read this, you know, you'll change your point of view a little bit, but then, you know, we always fall back into old habits. Yeah, so well, reminding ourselves and keeping ourselves accountable is important. Mm-hmm. So um. it's a way for you to learn about your relationship with white supremacy, which is kind of like a scary word, you know, white supremacist white supremacy you know you it's, think- it would be more comfortable to talk about white privilege than it would be to talk about white supremacy but she says in the workbook that that's basically what it all boils down to is trying to reduce the amount of white supremacy in the world so it's a way for you as a white person or a white passing person specifically to look at the way that you interact with people of color the way that you interact with how you view your privilege right yep. so it's a personal journey that we've all just started on yep. i should say mm-hmm. all the three of us the have committed to, yeah. to starting <laughs> it um, yeah it is a lot of work and and it's it's hard yeah i mean i i
0: feel like a lot of i feel a lot of willingness
2: mm-hmm. to acknowledge and change
0: my point of view but a lot of discomfort at mm-hmm. what it, it's it going to bring up and what it's going to point out. But I'm willing to change and willing to learn because um, cause I don't know what I don't know. Exactly. Whether I'm
1: uncomfortable mm-hmm. or not, this exists. This is not just something out there. This is around us. And we have the, the fact that we can walk through and not be affected by this is a privilege that it's an unconscious privilege and we could walk around unaware or we can look around and realize that the knitting community is not always welcome for everybody people don't always feel comfortable it's not all one big happy let's knit together there are some that are not treated with the same courtesy i was just my first reaction when some of this came out was defensive and then i questioned myself why am i this is part of the sitting with the discomfort is I ask myself, why am I being defensive? Mm-hmm. They're not saying anything bad about me. They're not a cute. Um, one of the books I was reading said, when are you, when you're oftentimes as a light colored person, you feel like someone's accusing you wrongfully, unfairly accusing you of something. Honestly, we're not, but they're asking us to be aware that there is there. They're pointing out. And it is a very huge, like Katie said, emotional labor that they shouldn't have had to do to say look this is happening this is happening around you and I want to be aware like Katie says Mm -hmm. I want our place to be a welcoming place for everybody and if there's something that I'm blissfully walking through and not paying attention to now that I'm aware that this is out there and this could be here around me I don't want to be a contributor to the system that doesn't let people doesn't that makes people uncomfortable
2: yeah because i think your automatic reaction is to think i'm not a bad person of course i'm welcoming to all people another thing that i see people saying a lot of is that they don't notice color at all like i don't see you know people as for their race but that's a problem because that means that you're discrediting all of the Discomfort that they have gone through As a person of color You can say I don't see you as a black person Which is ultimately degrading to that person Because mm-hmm. they have had to live as a black person Or an indigenous person Or a person of color Whatever they should, You're they disregarding to, their whole experience as a person They shouldn't have to well, prove their identity. Exactly They shouldn't have to prove
1: That they're uncomfortable
2: but One th- th- s- there is a, There's stories that you can look up on Instagram And probably yeah, on Raspberry yeah. 2 Of people sharing their experiences yeah. And saying This is a specific thing that happened to me in the knitting community. I went to a knitting group and I didn't feel comfortable. I went to a yarn store and I didn't feel comfortable. Somebody said something like this to me. So there are, you can go and look for specific examples, but the fact that people are sharing those stories is something that they shouldn't have to do. They shouldn't have to. I appreciate that
1: they did. And I, and I, it made me think back because we all worked in a local yarn store and it made me think about my experiences and what I might have done to contribute to that, because I struggle to communicate with anybody. I've realized that um, I'm on the spectrum, and so on the autistic spectrum, so conversations outside of, you know, this yarn store can be uncomfortable, and when people I don't know come in, it makes me uncomfortable, but nevertheless, it's just a courtesy to greet people and to make them feel welcome. This, I still, as a representative of the business, it it was for me to make people welcome in that place, and it, it did make me think about times where I, I think there were times. There's many times where I think I don't I didn't greet someone because I felt their presence made me feel uncomfortable, and that was not their problem. That was my problem. Mm-hmm. I because I did not know what to do or how to read the situation. I let my discomfort probably affect them and for that I'm very sorry yeah if anyone ever came into our yarn store um and I was there and I made you feel uncomfortable I'm very sorry for that because that was wrong of me and I anyway it's not
2: about me though it's about moving forward and and it's it's for me it started off I started off thinking like you know, you feel defensive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, I, how, I've how i never noticed that this was a problem. Like, I didn't know that this was a thing that people were worrying about. And since when has this been going on? Which automatically made me realize the amount of privilege that I have that I didn't have to notice that this was happening. I didn't yeah. experience it myself, so I didn't know that it was a problem or that people felt this way. And that's where it hit me, is that, like, I didn't know that there were people out there who didn't feel welcome. In our happy little knitting world and that's yeah. what that's what sparked me wanting to learn more about this yeah. so um, I think what we can do as a community is to try and recognize when we are wielding our privilege and one way to do that is I a million percent encourage you to download this free workbook and to work through it it is a commitment It's a lot of work and it's hard and it's going to be hard to do, but it's ultimately going to be worth it because it's going to help um, change your perspective and be more welcoming to everybody and not, and it's not specifically about knitting, you know, this workbook is just for white people in general to learn about their privilege. Yeah. And so we can, oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, we can, so that's one more way to start. You can look at the people that you're, financially supporting with your knitting money Mm -hmm. the people that you spend money with on etsy if you buy yarn the people that you buy patterns from um i think it's a balance because i've heard some people of color express don't follow me and don't follow my yarn and don't buy my patterns if you don't you know actually care about what i'm creating you know don't spend your yarn money on me because you feel bad about me. Don't let it be
1: a token.
2: Yeah this isn't my look at my pretty yarn I bought from a black person. This is open your eyes to finding more amazing designers and yarn dyers that you might not have seen before because they've been struggling to get their voices heard. Well we've been passively
0: consuming what's shown to us and that's why we're not seeing the greater breadth. Of what's some people and
1: to some us. people mm-hmm. will say,
0: "I buy yarn. I don't.
1: I don't even know what the designer looks like. I don't pay. It. How would I know what the designer looks like? Bas- yeah. I, you can't just base it by their name. But in this wonderful world, especially
0: even Instagram, you can look people up. You can look at their you know, feeds. that's interesting because somebody, I, I'm again because I just don't remember who. Because I was. just like
1: the yarn, right?
0: Somebody said that they spent. They were careful to shield their race when presenting that's another
2: thing i wanted to talk about is that a lot of people who are (laughs) a lot of people who are people of color were being more um private about themselves their personal lives on specifically their instagram they maybe use a picture of yarn or something as their profile picture and not a picture of themselves because they think they're going to be able to become more popular and gain more followers and sell more yarn if people don't know what they look like which breaks my heart to think that people have to hide who they are are because that's going to affect, like, I have no problem posting a picture of my face as my profile picture. I love that. And then there's also, I mean, this is a different conversation, but, like, I've also heard this reflected in, like, for women on the internet. Mm. And Mm. in certain circles of the internet, you maybe choose, like, a more gender-neutral name or profile picture or something because you're afraid to show who you really are because of the judgment that you're going to yes. receive from Yeah, so I've there, seen that yeah, in some other yeah. yeah. Other so the fact that there are yeah. people... That's for me one way that I've sort of taken and flipped this on me is I'm not a person of color. I'm not discriminated against because of my skin tone. I am because I'm a woman, mm-hmm. and we live in a society that's not always super welcoming to women. So I can think of myself as a marginalized person and my experiences with how that feels in that aspect and give myself a better understanding of what it's like to try and, I mean, I'm never going to be a person of color. I'm not going to know what that feels like, but I can sort of have a frame of reference for how much it must suck to be one of those people that you feel like you're not being heard. Yes. Um, and I think like the idea of
0: intersectional, intersectional, is that right? Inter- yeah. Yeah. Intersectional, um, feminism mm-hmm. is, that was new to me about two maybe three years ago Mm -hmm. um and it's that we are not all having the same experience as women and Mm -hmm. you have to remember that every woman's experience has these other things Mm -hmm. that um weigh into them and you have to see the intersection of where all of these different factors come together for their personal experience and um so this might be my first true like this work I'm willing to do is maybe going to be my first true understanding of what it means to under, to,
2: yeah, yeah to experience, to this.
0: learn, well, to learn about what that really means. Cause like I've heard, I've heard it, it, but maybe I didn't really understand what it meant. Right. Um, another thing I wanted to say too, is like, as we're sitting here talking about this and maybe people will wonder why, why would they want to do this work? Like we are living in such a polarized, intense time, my mom said just this week that she feels that the tensions across our nation and communities of all types are more highly charged than during the Vietnam War when she was a young mm-hmm. woman. And I mentioned that to someone else her age today, and she says, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of terrifying? Yeah, scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, because we're in I didn't experience it. that, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, so we but... don't know, but they did. Right. And they're seeing... A more polarized and highly charged time than one of the most divisive times in our nation's history. You know, one of those timeline landmarks of the country was in a lot of chaos and tumult. Yeah. And so this is work that could be unifying Mm -hmm. and bring us closer together instead of polarizing and pulling us apart. If I'm willing to learn and bend Mm -hmm. and, and, and shift my point of view or
2: broaden my point of view or whatever. Right. And if you are willing to make this part of your personal growth and to try and do this work for yourself and you download this workbook Mm -hmm. and you, or, you know, however you want to engage with this. If you feel like you need help or if you feel like you need people to talk to, number one, Don't talk to your people of color friends because it's not their job to make you feel better about how much it sucks to be told that you're discriminating against them. Don't ask them
0: for help. That's like telling a widow how sad you are that
2: their husband died. Exactly. (laughs) So number one, don't talk to them about this. You might feel like you want to reach out to them and ask them about their experience and that's fine. But don't try, don't use them as a way to make yourself feel better that this is, you know, and don't pat yourself on the back and say like, oh, I'm doing this. Isn't this great? Look at how hard I'm working on myself. This is something that we all should be doing anyway. Yeah. So if you are struggling with it, please feel free to reach out to me or to Anne or to Karen or whoever, you know, if you need just somebody to talk to because we're going through this too. Yeah. I'm fully, you know, aware that this is going to be hard and I'm here to talk to you if you feel like you need somebody to talk to, but it's not anybody else's it's not any person of color's job to make you feel better about this so
1: i want to be a person who is aware i don't want to walk around enjoying the privilege of not having to think about these things because i know that there are people that are out there that are that they don't have that choice they don't this is they and so part of my motivation in doing this is i want to be a better person with wide open eyes mm-hmm. Who sees a better, the bigger view of the world than, than my small niche here in Ventura, California? It's a small little corner of the world, small tiny corner of the world that is not known. Ventura County is not known for diversity, mm-hmm. you know. But we also live in a global world where you, we, I can have a conversation with someone in Florida or in another country, you know, through through the mm-hmm. the, the expansion of the internet the world is not so small and it's Ooh. far more diverse and I don't want to keep walking around. I I think I feel he- I, if I walk around it, just going back to uh, being a happily oblivious about the world around me, then I'm also kind of useless. Yeah. I don't, I'm now part of, I'm I. that's me choosing to be part of the problem. And I, I want to be part of the solution. There are people that are hurting and I don't want to be, can I don't want my silence to be contributing to it mm-hmm. um, I was going to say something else and I forgot what it was because I lost my train of thought oh I was thinking some people might struggle with the word privileged mm-hmm. it feels when you hear that like someone is accusing you of something that you feel like you had no choice in or sometimes our circumstances are what they are and we, we feel sometimes like we're being made to feel guilty for like privilege is a bad word it's not that it's just that th- with privilege comes power, and I grew up super super poor, and I kept and I felt that, well, privilege. Those are people. That's an economic word, mm-hmm. but that's not a that's not it's not an economic word. It's a it's a it's a power word. It's uh, I don't even know if that's I don't. There's mean, lots of different forms of privilege so form, you can have. There's four different. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that that's a different. Story. I thought being poor meant that I wasn't privileged, and that mm-hmm. that meant that I could not prejudge people that kept that exempted me from prejudging people i don't want to say prejudice because that's that that i i like the term prejudge because we all make a quick a quick judgment not a fully judgment but when you see someone well that's our animal
0: brains the animal yeah, brain takes over and, and, and makes a
1: flight or flight yeah, not judgment frontal
0: lobe thinking
1: but um you're t- talking before that there was different there's being poor doesn't. Uh, I forget
2: what it was. Oh, um, a, so in the Me and White Supremacy um, workbook, she talks of. Let me see if I can find that quote so I can read it more Yeah, it's a really, really good Well, quote. Katie's looking. Yeah.
0: I think I like what you just said that privilege equals power. And then, of course, with great power comes great, comes responsibility. great responsibility. Yeah, comes responsibility. I mean, that's I don't want to be thing. flippant about it. But. No, no. <laughs> it's really true. It is true.
1: If we. If you are fortunate to have that privilege, you Mm -hmm. also have the responsibility to use that for the betterment of everyone around you. It is, I know it's like we, I come from a church background and one pastor said that taught that if you are blessed with a lot, that is not for your benefit. You are blessed so that you can help bless others, Mm -hmm. not in a savior way, but to come alongside and see where the need is and help with the need so that privilege is not for your benefit it's for you to I guess help equalize things around you I don't know if that's really even the right phrase yet there's mm-hmm. so much to I, I feel like this baby there's so much I didn't know and I'm only at the very very beginning of and knowing it's hard to... and it's gonna take a while because part of me is gonna have to struggle and I'm gonna feel uncomfortable well, you're never, ever going to fully understand somebody no, else's no. no. And it's
2: okay to feel, like, afraid to talk about it because you're afraid to say something wrong. That's one thing I've seen is people my that everyday. aren't... That's everyday. Well, there's people that aren't speaking up about it because they... And initially, I remember when this first happened, like, two weeks ago. I wrote something out that I wanted to say on my Instagram about it, and I recorded a video of me talking about it, and I waited and I sat on it for, like, a week, and boy, am I glad I did because... <laughs> I learned a lot within that first week that I was like, "Wow, I was like, I didn't know the things that I was saying were even offensive." But now that I have learned and listened to people, I was like, "Wow, I'm glad I didn't say that." Which brings
0: There's... me to my new favorite saying. Yeah, yeah. Mind your Becky's.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so what does that mean? Help me so understand that. What com- is a mind I your
0: believe Becky? it comes from. Um, oh shoot, sir Mix-a-Lots, I like big butts. <laughs> Oh my god Look at her butt Becky I bet she's one of those Rapper's girlfriends (laughs) So mind your Becky's Is for when You like a white woman Or your friend a white woman Says something stupid like Oh she's so pretty for a black girl Uh She's so smart for A fill in
1: you or know, even descriptor. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a backhanded comp. It's not
0: a compliment. Oh, it's not a compliment. It's a. It's oh backhanded. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at her back. So Which is one of my ha- favorite yeah. songs from when I was 12. So <laughs> um,
2: So if you have. Mind you, it is, it, it is our responsibility <laughs> as white women to call out other white women who are being insensitive about this topic because probably it's, do it with
0: love and there's no. so many words that,
2: that are par- <laughs> ingrained into our language Her, that yeah that are co- that you don't know is, inappropriate yeah. so if you've learned something recently that you found to be helpful or that you have learned about yourself or that you didn't know was a problem and you have a friend that's speaking about something that you have learned recently is offensive then you sh- have the um you have the responsibility to tell them that Yes, mm-hmm. in a but loving way.
0: Do it because think about how you feel when you learn, have learned something. Yes. <laughs> that you're like, oh my God, I was going through the world blissfully unaware that that was not the right way to act. Is it yeah. the,
1: if you see something, say something? Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but also I feel like it's a little bit to my, cause like that saying feels like a self talk saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, mind your own Becky's, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there's still, it's a process. There's just so much. I'm of mixed heritage, but I didn't, I was not raised in a mixed heritage culture. I was raised in a white culture. So I don't know what it's like to walk in those shoes. But nevertheless, I need to be
2: respectful not to step on the toes in those shoes. Mm-hmm. It's true. So. So um, this is normally when we have a question of the episode, but we're going to leave it at this conversation as for respect to this episode. So um, in respect to this conversation, I think that's going to be the end of our podcast today. Um, If we did say something and you felt that maybe we weren't um as eloquently spoken as we hoped that we would be, please or if you have something up. to point out to us that we didn't realize we were saying that was offensive, please tell us because i i personally want to know yeah um i want to or if you have any questions about any of this not that i mean i'm like have like the baseline knowledge i'm as uneducated the show notes what was that do people can people put comments you can comment i think you can on youtube i think you probably can on our website or just send us a direct message or send us an email or whatever if you have any questions and you don't want it to be out in public you know that's true um please do that i'm you know willing to help you As much as I can. I'm as, like I was saying, I'm as uneducated about this as anybody can be, but I've learned a little bit, and I'm willing to It's a big conversation, and it's, the conversation's gonna go on for a while. Yeah. This might not be the only time we talk about this, too. This is just the topic of our episode today. Next week, we might talk about something totally different. And we probably will.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know. We'll see. Next week. Next. Next next week, we'll talk about plenty of things. (laughs) But but we won't record it until next time.
1: Yeah.
0: so also, um, while you're out there enjoying us on whichever um, platform you have found us on, be it YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, on our website, um, if you could take a moment to either subscribe on that platform to, um, you know, give us a little like or to give us a review, it's a big help, um, most especially, I believe, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have just a few seconds. And even and on
1: we- YouTube, it's really helpful. The more likes you have, the... The more it helps promote. Yeah, yeah. So if so, you liked it, <laughs> please let, let us it. know. <laughs> you if know. you didn't like it, you can put the thumbs down too. Just mm, you know. No, no. Don't give us thumbs down.
0: Okay.
2: Don't you can do whatever you want. But. Yeah. You can. If you if you listened all the way to the end of this episode, we are very very thankful that yes. you did it. Yes. Thank yes. you for listening. Yes. To us. Thank you. And we'll talk Thank to you, you next month. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. Signing off. Bye.